0: All right, everybody, if you're hearing this, you up once again to the Consequence of Habit podcast, and this is your host, JT. Hey, we're going to do something different this week. We're going, we're, you're in a time machine. I don't know if you know it right now. We're going back to July of 2020. You, you probably don't want to go there because we had no idea what was in store for us. This shit show that was getting ready to take place or was taking, I don't even know. I don't even know what was going on but I was going through some old episodes and I was just, I was following the evolution of, of like how this thing is, is going. I was, well, to be honest, I was just reminiscing and I came across one of the first episodes. I mean, it, it was, it was early on and it's with my buddy, Rob Seavright and Rob, dude, Rob has a deep understanding what the impact that habits have on our, our physical health our mental health our success, all the things that we're I'm constantly preaching about. And he learned that the hard way. I mean, his price of admission was, well, it wasn't cheap. At one point, Rob was 350 pounds and that was through, wow, it was through poor living habits. But he, but he decided to make a change. He came to a point where he, I, I'm going to guess, I don't want, I don't want to talk for him, but he felt like he deserved more for himself his family deserved more from him, so he did what he had to do, and I'm happy to say that this guy is, um, I'm going to say fit as a fiddle. I don't know if that's completely accurate, but I, I know he is. Um, he's one motivated dude who's, who's constantly working out. He's, uh, he's an avid hunter. He goes out west does some amazing things that he would not be able to do with that old version of himself, so this is the one that stuck out and I don't know if it's the the planets aligning or the universe or what's going on, but I reached out to Rob and I said, Hey, I've never done this before, but, but I'm going to re-release an episode and, and yours is it. And it just so happens that this Thursday, so this is being released on a Tuesday. In two days, Rob hits five years of sobriety, which it's unbelievable. So congrats, excuse me, congrats to Rob. Uh, well done. Thank you for making this this platform a place for you to come out and, and, um, and I'll tell you story. We're going to take a pause right here to talk about the Patriot Fund. Patriot Fund is a 501c3 nonprofit benefiting the veteran community. So whether you're active duty, guard, reserve, a veteran, or the family of any of the above, these guys have been financially supporting other nonprofits to bring amazing things to these communities uh, to include consequence of habit. So please check them out at thepatriotfund.org. So without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, my friend, Rob Seavright. We are uh, we are on with Mr. Rob Siegfried. Uh t- It took me a couple of times trying to figure out how to say that. Uh, Rob, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, you, you know, the funny thing is, it's the second time we've actually spoken. But uh, the weird thing is, I actually feel like I'm talking to an old friend, which is kind of strange. Since... Uh, um, You've kind of been a huge supporter of the podcast and kind of the, the, the consequence of habit thing since I started. I'm not even quite sure how we ended up um, hooking up with each other here, but but uh, I'm actually really excited about this one because you and I have been going back and forth a little bit for for a while now trying to make this happen. So I thank you very much for coming on, man.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. It's, um, it's I'm honored and I'm glad to share my journey with uh, everybody. And if I can help anybody that is starting to go through what I went through in a whole multiple group of phases then so be it man that's that's my goal is to help others so
0: um cool cool all right well let's start in the beginning let's start where are you from um just tell me a quick quick backstory where you grew up where you're from and uh um how you got to where you are now
1: yeah i grew up in new jersey um that's where my all my family's from grew up there um I had a great life, man. Grew up, you know, middle, middle, upper class, you know, went to private schools. My parents gave me and my brother the best education they could. Um, went on, you know, great family vacations, had a great childhood growing up, um, ended up going to Lynchburg College down in Virginia. And uh, that's where I am now. Ended up staying here um, met a girl there and got married, which I'm since divorced from her, which is probably the best thing. One of the best things that happened to me in my life and, um, looking back at it anyway. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it's wild, man. I started out, you know, we drank a little bit in high school, you know, got into the college thing and drank in college, you know, weekends, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights and stuff. And we had, um, you know, parties and all that, the normal college thing, kind of. And then, you know, out of college, I, I didn't drink as much. And I, I think that the, the divorce probably threw me into that um, tailspin of starting to drink more, of course. But, um, yeah, and uh, just down the road, I mean, we're looking 15, 16 years ago, that happened. It started and um, been sober for three years now. So just... You know, trying to better myself every day and, and keep it going and, and work at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I want to make sure I got this on here because really, I mean, we're, we're kind of just brushing over a, a, a ton of time here, but, uh, I, I encourage everyone to go ahead and check out this guy's, uh, Instagram page. And, um, that's Robbie Seavright, right? Am I saying that right? At, at Robbie Seavright. And I'll have that link on, on here on the, on the back yeah. side of it because, because you know, one, the only problem about, or one of the problems about doing this of just audio is, is to see a transformation like you went through right. in picture. And that's what, and really that's what blew me away. Right. So you and I started corresponding back and forth. And, um, I think, I think I, I was getting on here and just cause of my journey with alcohol, I, I was kind of looking for other like-minded people and, and I, and I found you and then I saw the picture and I was like, good God, man, this guy has made a huge transformation. Um, and that's really what this is about. Right. You know, I didn't, I didn't want this to turn into, uh, just a recovery podcast. Cause that's not what it is. Right. You know, the whole thing of conse- consequences consequence of habit that there's a lot of consequences to a lot of different habits. Um, and it, from what I can see, you changed a lot more than just not drinking. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. so, so, so first of all, let's, let's walk back. What, when you were in the worst of it. And I'm not talking about just drinking, but please include that. You know, what was your lifestyle? What was your lifestyle like that got you where you were?
1: Oh, man, I was I was in a hole, man, almost six feet deep. I felt like when I look back at it, man, I was 350 pounds. I really didn't care. I could have if you would have put money on it, that that alcohol was going to take my life. I I would have bet on that, man. I mean, it was bad. Mm. I didn't care about anything but that 5.30 beer, man. I, I mean, I did my job great. Didn't drink during the day at work. None of that ever came into play. Um, just 5.30 on till the evening until I went to bed, get up and do it all at work, go to work, come home and do it. But yeah, 350 pounds, man. Just ate like crap. I was a slob, dude. I mean, I, I woke up one day. It was April 2016. 2016? 2017. And I looked at myself, man. And I was like, this has got to stop, man. I said, this is ridiculous. I have two young children, a godly wife that who knows why she hadn't left me, you know? Um, you know, I am blessed that she stayed with me and I have the best family, married life now that I could ever ask for, man. I mean, for her staying with wow. me, she's been my rock. She has been through it all and God bless her because <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah without
1: her I wouldn't be where I am now um with her support and and family support and friend support and and that's the thing too going through this not just alcohol and the weight loss like I had to ch- make some changes in my people I hung out with there was people I hung out with that you find out who your true friends are and yes. there's a social circle that I don't deal I don't see anymore I don't deal with them because you know who I thought my friends are not were not my friends and it was mm-hmm. hard to do that but you got to be with people that make you better not people that bring you down. My support group now is, is great. And everyone up, you know, is uplifting to each other and making each other the best we can be in life, man. And, and to help others. So, um, yeah, I was 350 pounds, man. I woke up that day, like I said, in, in April 17. And, um, I told my wife, I said, I'm, I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to stop drinking. And Mm. she didn't know what I drank for I mean, she thought I drank maybe a six pack a day. I mean, my vice was the blue platinum bottles, man. 6% Bud Light Platinums, which, man, I see those bottles now and I'm like, oh, you guys, you got to stay away, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but that's the furthest thing from my mind. Now, three years later, man, it's unreal. Like, I don't even, I don't know. It, it's funny. It, it, it doesn't even strike a nerve or anything when I see, you know, none of that bothers me. I know where I'm at. I know where I am with my family. Um and, and that's the thing that day changed my life, man. I told my wife, I said, I need help and I'm going to go get help. And I checked myself into a detox for three days. Um, mm-hmm. and the thing that struck me the most, cause she didn't know how much I was drinking, um, at the time is when I went into the counselor, she wasn't there and they were like, yeah, you know, we're not going to say anything. How much have you been drinking? I was like, man, I drink probably 18 beers a day, platinums. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, well that's, you know, we're not, you know, it's all confidential. And then we go in and they, they, Getting ready to hook me up to IVs and stuff because I was just so, you know, overweight on high blood pressure meds, everything. And um, I wanted to do it right and have a doctor nearby. I had a buddy that's got property in West Virginia. He's like, man, we'll just go up to the mountains for four days. I was like, dude, I'll die up there if I try to detox myself. <laughs> right. I was like, you're crazy. So I did yeah. this and we're sitting. I remember this like it was yesterday, man. I, I was sitting in that bed, my wife on my side, and the doctor comes in. And he's like, all right, man. So, you know, how much you drink a day? And she looked over at me and I was like 18 beers a day, man. And she started, wow. and if she just the look on her face, man, Oh, like it's still etched in my mind. Yeah. Like for yeah. her to hear that and know the truth, it, it hurt bad. And then on it just, that was it. That was it done. The start of that man. And then there's my, you know, the start of my journey was in there for three days, got out and, um, Once I saw myself unlocking my potential, I substituted my drinking with fitness. Started, I mean, being so overweight, I started with diet. Mm -hmm. I cut out fast food. I used to be, I I work on a road a lot, so I'd stop fast food sometimes twice a day, you know, plus all the drinking. Um, Now I maybe have fast food once a year on the way to the beach. We stop or get something, you know, I don't eat that. I pack my lunch at work. Um, meal replacements from mountain ops who I've used forever, who has helped in my journey with my weight loss. Um, the meal replacements, eating healthy and fitness. I started doing a quarter mile mm-hmm. and evening on the treadmill, started there, then got up to five miles, you know, and even be on that thing for an hour, be like nothing. Then I started jogging, jog a mile, walk a mile, jog, a mile, you know, just baby steps, man. But unlocking the potential, seeing where I was headed and seeing the the changes, the even a little positive change of a couple pounds here and there, man. I mean, I lost 130 pounds overall, which is a lot of weight. Um, and it's funny, I found a pair of my pants the other day, and I was like, whoa, quick. yeah, yeah. So you think the tailor can take those in? So we can those are nice jeans, man. And I don't wear jeans off. And I was like, You think that you know, and I was like, those are nice jeans, and my wife's like, just give them away. <laughs> get rid of them. But um, yeah, seeing that little bit of change just pushed me and kept pushing me in the right direction, with the right support group, um, the exercise, the diet, the sobriety, man. I mean, and um, you know, through those changes with fitness, I actually when I got down to my lowest, which is like two twenty from the three fifty, um, I started having some hip problems, man. And I was like, man, what's going on here? So. Last July I went up to a specialist. They thought it was a t- I went to a local doctor in Lynchburg. They thought it was a torn labrum in my, my hip socket, which is a common sports issue, whatever. And they're like, yeah, torn labrum, go to see this specialist at UVA. So I go up to UVA. This guy was like top ortho. He was like the Patriots and Red Sox ortho. Good guy. And um he's in there and UVA's a uh, um like a uh learning. Hospital, so there's a lot of student. There were students in there with the doctor, and he pulls up the X-ray. He's like, "Dude, you need a full hip." And I was like, "What? What are you talking about? It's just a torn labrum, bud." He's like, "No, man." And the first question he asked me was, oh. "Do you drink a lot of alcohol?" Really? Yeah. Evidently, I have something called avascular necrosis, which is the femurs, the heads of the femurs have deteriorated so. I mean, they were hollow. Like my left one, I had replaced in December was about to collapse on itself. It was so bad, so hollow. And what happens, I guess, is the alcohol and drinking takes the nutrients out of your bones and, and it cuts off the blood vessels, which stop feeding the nutrients to the bones. That along with steroids, which not like anabolic, like I was on, I used to get gout a lot when I drank in my feet and it was yep. awful, man. And a lot of that was from the alcohol. Right, right. They'd put me on prednisone and knock it out. So and I never quit drinking. I never stopped drinking while I was on this medication. So between the two, it it just ate up my bones, man. And, and you know I, I can't blame anybody but myself. Which looking back, it you know it sucks. Yeah. But just another another bump in the road, man. You know I got the second one done two weeks ago and move on, keep going. You know you can't you can't slow down, man. I mean,
0: dude, you've been killing it <clears throat> since you got it done too. But but before we get into that, I want to go back. I want to go back to. You're sitting in that room and, and this is, this has been a theme. And I think it's a theme across the board for people with, with bad habits, Like we're not proud of them. Right. And, and we certainly right. don't want to, we don't want to put them out there to our loved ones because they have this image of who you are, right? They've right. got Rob, he's, he's the, the, father, the husband, uh, the hunter, he's, you know, even though he, you know, what's going on inside your head. <clears throat> We're good at portraying that, that, that image. Uh, and, and to be honest with it. And, and, uh, you know, I, I've said it before I've gone back and, and I, you know, we talked about it in the last podcast was, was, was shame, man. And, and to put that stuff out there to right. the, the, the ones that, that love you the most, it's hard. It is without a doubt. Some of the hardest things you can do. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I know what it's like to even like you know, have, have my wife, you know, even, you know, I think deep down they know, and sometimes it's even a, a feeling of, uh, I know my, my wife, I, you know, she's just been amazing through this, but I think they almost feel bad for not knowing, you know, where they almost feel like a sense of guilt because they don't know right. everything that was going on. Um, and it's kind of almost be a sense of betrayal a little bit, I'm sure. Uh, so,
1: yeah. Oh. It, it was for sure. And I had it pegged though, man. I had it down. I had a gun safe in the basement. I was the only one with the key to. I kept an extra case of beer in there so I would never run out. Right. I had the toolbox on my truck. I just had the spots, man. And yeah. I had a key locked up. No one's going to find it,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know? Yeah. yeah. And a lot too is habit. Yep. You're used to doing something and to break that habit, like the first couple of weeks when I was sober, man, driving by that one store on the way home was like, you know, it's just in your head for doing it for so long. And it's like, yep. man, you get that out of your mind and a month later it was gone. You know, it's like, you know, and then I go in there to buy a pack of gum or something. The guy's like, man, you haven't been in here forever, man. Beer sales are down. What's going on? And I'm like, listen, dude, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I go in, I go in to buy uh non-alcoholic <laughs> beer and, uh, you know, the guy knows me, he knows my name, you know, like, so I walk and he's like, Josh, where you been? Um, I'm like, yeah. I'm sure, I, I, and you're right. I mean, I joke around about it. I'm like, God, I I know that guy probably has to take one less vacation a year since since I quit. Like things just aren't right. aren't the same for him. Uh but it's but it's a great feeling to go in there and buy something and knowing because it was a sense of guilt. You keep going to the same place. Like, dude, is, right. is it normal to be in this place this many times? Like this guy should not know my first name unless we're, we were right. friends before he bought the place. So um yeah, all right. So you start the detox thing. Um, you do that for three days. Now, are, are are you part of a group after that? Like, what's that look like? What's that process look like? You just do did it on your own from that point on.
1: I pretty much did it on my own from that point on with my family and stuff. Um, I did go to a counselor a couple times, which I I actually found it kind of useless. Um, that's I think I was actually helping her more than she was helping me. <laughs> I mean, fine. that's fine. I, I don't know. Um, but I went there a couple times just because that's you know the the wife was kind of like, well, I just think you should do this. And I, and I said, okay, that's fine. You know, yeah. I've never been down this road. I'm willing to try it, you know? And then after that, it just, you know, I found my, my groove and, and rolled with it from there and, and, you know, been.
0: What, what do you think, uh, without getting too deep and, and, and actually acting like your counselor, what, what do you think you ever end up escaping from was it just the fact that you're overweight or is it that you felt like you weren't unlocking potential like what were you trying to get away from
1: man to be honest with you i started drinking at my heaviest when my kids were born and mm-hmm. i don't want to blame and say it's on them i think i was just stressed to freak out man yeah, i think
0: yeah.
1: you know having a family and doing going down that road and starting out i think that was my escape man i you yeah. know i'd get home and pop the top and. Yeah, you know, that was took the edge off and then yeah. next thing I know, fifteen beers later, it's like, whoa, you know. And that's yeah. the funny thing. Like, I could drink a twelve pack and sit here and talk to you and you would without you smelling it on me, you probably wouldn't even know I had a beer. Man, I was I had it so down. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah, ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I know I know exactly what you mean. And and You know, I used to look at it and I would say that almost with a sense of pride. Like I, you know, I would drink wine or beer and I, and I could have a conversation with you and you wouldn't even, you wouldn't know it. Um, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm embarrassed by that at the same time. You know what right. I mean? Like there's some people that can and some that can't. And like, you're, you're, you know, I've said it in, in other right. ones or I was almost jealous of the people that can't because it was one or the other. You better not have any because you're going to be a sloppy mess. The people that can pull it off, dude, they're, they're the ones you need to worry about because they, they can appear to balance right. it. Um, so, so you start making this change. You start making this change with your diet. How long into that did you, were you like, oh man, this is it. I'm like, I'm off to the races now.
1: I'd say just diet alone and stopping, um, the booze. I probably lost, I'd say I lost 20 pounds probably in the first like three months, man, just from doing that. And then I was like, dude, if I can just do this by just diet and cutting that out, I was like, man, getting on that treadmill or, or hiking or doing whatever. I mean, it's, it, it was unbelievable, man. I mean, and I also, I didn't. My motivation when I woke up that day in April, man, I just had a vision of me dying, and my wife finding another man that raised my children, and that scared the living shit out of me, man. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want some other dude coming in my house, being with my wife, being there, with my kids' father. That was my initial motivating factor, man. I was like, this is not going to happen. I said, I, I, I can't let this happen. I don't know what it was that one day I woke up and that hit me like that. It was, that pushed me in that direction. Yeah. And, but yeah, the, um, the weight loss, the start of the weight loss, man, at that, like I said, seeing any little change in my pants size or a shirt or something, I mean, I was wearing triple X's, you know, like it's, it's just, it's nuts. And just seeing those changes, man, for yourself. And it's like, wow, like I'm doing this, like I can do this, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, it's, it's funny because it's really easy to get on people's social media and you see them making this positive change. You're like, oh, that's great. You know, that, that really inspires me in that. But at the end of the day, for a lot of those people, it, it, you know, you, me, there's a lot of people in our boat, you know, that shit is life or death. Like it, it you, I don't care how many likes, how many people are following you. It is life or death. Um, right. It, and 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 even the time you are alive, like this thing, this this theme that I have, uh, or I'm trying to develop, is is living the most of what we've got. Like for me, I spent way too much time half-assing it, just kind of just existing. And I have an amazing. Family. I got an amazing wife. I got amazing kids. I've got a, a a good career. But I'd be lying if I said that there isn't a ton of shit I could be doing. I could be doing more. Like let's squeeze the most right. out of this thing. And that's what it, to me it seems like that y- you know you made that switch, and that's exactly what you're doing.
1: Well, and see that's the thing. I I've been sim similarly getting into a theme like that where life's a race, man, and At the end of it, you know, I want to show that I've done something with it. I want to, you know, I want there to be something that, Hey, I did the best I could with what I had and I ran the race the best I could, because at the end of the day, man, you get it, you get one, you know, you get one. Yeah. So.
0: I do. What, what an awesome example too, because so many kids grow up and I don't know what your, your childhood was like, I, you know. You grow up and you see an example. And to me, you know, like you always see these things. Uh, uh, it's not what you tell your kids, but it's what you show them. And right. dude, you can't, what, a, what, a, what an amazing example to show. Hey, I had this issue, but there is an alternative. I changed it. Look at me. This is a prime example um, of what you can do. Because a lot of people, I don't know how old you are. Um, I'm in my mid 40s. There, there are not a lot of people making huge changes at this point in our lives.
1: No, I had my my nine year old boy Wyatt found a picture, a hard copy picture, of me. My wife printed for me as a reminder that's sitting in a drawer, and he found it the other day. And so he was six when I started my journey doing this, and he doesn't really remember what I looked like then. Mm-hmm. And he found this picture, man, and it, it 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 hit me hard because he was like who's this guy daddy? And it's wow. me at my 350 with like longer hair and I was like, that's your daddy buddy, you know, that's that's yeah. that's me 3 years ago and he was like, huh? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you, now you've hunted the entire time. Uh, am I correct?
1: I, I have. I have um my brother lives in Colorado, so I do my my favorite week of the year is elk hunt out there with him and my dad. Just the three of us go and It's it's become epic now, man. I mean, I'm hunting 10,000 feet at the best shape of my life, and it's awesome. Like before, when I was 350 dragging ass, you know, I still got it done, and and I've killed a few, you know, in that shape, but not like it's just not now. It's so much more enjoyable, man. Like, yeah, just being there, being alive, like it's 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 night and day, man. Night and day.
0: Yeah, dude. I imagine you just got to be so much more capable of getting out there and doing this stuff. Uh, Hey, what is, what has been, I mean, did did your dad and brother know that this, this whole thing was going on or is it like you showed up and they're like, good God, man, what, where's the rest of you? I mean, no, my
1: dad actually lives down. He lives about five miles from me. And he's okay. actually, he quit. He stopped drinking five months after I did just cause not cause I asked him to or anything like that. And he's been sober for two and a half years wow. and you know, and he's just the person that can turn it on and turn it off. He's done that his whole life. Like he would drink and get a little heavy into it and he'd stop for a couple of years. And, and I, I thought I could do that, but yeah, evidently not. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but my brother drinks still and he'll drink around me in elk camp when we're hunting up at the cabin and stuff. And it, it doesn't bother me. What bothers me is people that know what I've been through and are like scared to drink in front of me. Like, Hey, is it okay if I have a beer? I'm like, dude, it's, I have my life. I've made my decisions. You do what you want to do. It's not going to bother me, but that kind of irks me a little bit when people are like, man, you mind a I drink. And I know they, they, you know, they're respecting my feelings, which is great. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, do what you do. That's fine.
0: Hey, we're going to take a quick break from the show to talk about my favorite company. That's Athletic Brewing Company. And I'll tell you what, this message is not for you. If you're listening to this right now, it's not for you. It's for the future version of you. It's that version of you where you decided to be kind to yourself, good to yourself. You gave yourself an amazing beer. Maybe you had two, three, but you're kind because you made Athletic Brewing Company, the finest non-alcoholic beer company on the market. That's my opinion. They're also a huge supporter of us. And when I say that, uh, I mean they got behind what we're doing. No one here, Consequence of Habit, makes a dime off of Athletic Brewing Company Uh, They've invested in our cause, which is ironic because I've invested in these guys. I well, not financially. God, I wish I had, Man, I missed the boat on that one, but I've just believed in what they're doing. I really, you know, they've got a company that's, that's making amazing products uh, and they stand behind their own ethics and and their values and they give back to the, to the community like they're, they've done with us here at consequence of habit. So if you guys want to try amazing beer, but you want to you want to skip the alcohol for whatever reason. Do yourself a favor. If it's your first order, use the promo code COH twenty and get twenty percent off your first order. Be kind of yourself. That is a weird thing because then it makes it uncomfortable. It's like just because yeah. you're on a diet doesn't mean I'm not going to have a French fry in front of you. Like, <laughs> right? You know, right. You know, it's, so, and you're making it weird now. Like, you know, I'm in control right, of myself yeah. enough uh that just because you're having a beer i like i'm still i'm okay i'm I'll be all right right um, right so, so I completely get it hey you you had mentioned that you had to change your circle um and i'm a- i I'm a huge advocate of of that you you become what you surround yourself with, or at least I would tell my kids that that was my big thing right. i said i don't care how smart you are if you surround yourself with uh people not a, that 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 are not as smart as you where if you're if you're the smartest person in the room, then you, you, you know, you're in the wrong room. Um, right. or if you could be a great person, but you surround yourself, people, other people with, with, um, that, that are, are, have a, a compromised, um, moral compass, you will become them. Uh, right. did you have to have any hard conversations with, with people, um, in your circle that you just couldn't be around anymore?
1: it kind of more or less faded out yeah and they under, i think they in the back of their mind understood what was going on with me and knew that it was done and just kind of left it at that type of thing you know mm-hmm. i never really had to have a heart to heart with anybody and say i i can't hang out with you because you drink you know yeah. it kind of just i went my way they went their way I wave to him on the road. It's about it, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, have um, any of those have any of those people reached out to you uh, as far as hey, you know, I see the journey you're on, and and I, you know, I, I'd like to be, I'd like to maybe take that same path.
1: I, I had a friend of mine do that, and I think he started out down the right path, and I tried to help him as much as I could, and he went back to the you know the dark side i mean he just yeah Yeah. and and you know what i i can only help someone so much where they're not going to take accountability and do for themselves what needs to be done you know and that's what i tried to explain to him and he was like well how can you know you can do it and i was like well we're different people but i'll help you as much as i can but until you accept that and move forward you know, I, I can't do anything else. You know, yeah. I had to make the decision for me to stop and go through what I did in the process to get there. You need to do the same thing and be accountable for yourself and your actions. I can't do that for you. Yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah. You know, it
1: was, and I think they were kind of jealous to see where I was in how I'd done it and how I'd gotten through it and where I was at that time. Um And that's what made them want to do it to try to you know better their life. And like I said, I I did everything I could to help them, man. And you know, like I said, we wave on the road on the way back and forth to work or whatever. And that's that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, that is a weird thing. Uh, Well, not weird, but you know, we're all grownups, and sometimes, and I've done it in in other avenues of my life. If you see somebody doing something really good, you wanna you wanna jump in and go along for the ride. But if if it's not yours, that's then, and it, you know you're not doing it for a personal reason, then um, you're probably setting yourself up to fail. And and being invested in somebody else in a thing like sobriety is, is a tough thing because, to be honest with you, if you looked at you look at the numbers. Most people that that have have come out and said I have an issue will go back to whatever that is. You know, what I mean, They're, right? We, you, we're we're in a we're in a pretty cool group of people where, where they have right. You know, so, um,
1: I've that- never had a relapse. thank God, like I've never even at the beginning, you know i I had some tough times, like the first time at Elk Camp and then at the beach, and there were certain situations where, man, it's a nice fall day, it's beautiful to sit on my deck and man, I'd love to have a cold one, you know, but can't just have one because it's gonna be turning out to eighteen, you know I mean, it's just yeah. I' had some tough situations like that, but. At the start, but now it's man. It's we got to weigh it. is good.
0: Yeah, you got to weigh it. You know, you got to weigh that that. It what is it worth? Is it worth that that momentary thing? And and I've always had a problem of uh, delayed gratification is a concept that I have to work on. Right, so I I have to keep that long that that long game in mind because hey, you know, my my my, my daughter turned uh, twenty one. And so there's alcohol in the house and there's a lot of people in our boat that, 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 that is a no, no matter of fact, I brought it up at a meeting and and got yelled at for it. Uh, but, but everybody, but everybody's journey is, is different. And for me, it's, it's been okay. So, um, yeah, it's, you gotta look, man, is this, is this really worth that, that one night of being at at camp and, and once you've done it for yourself, like when, when you've done it for yourself, uh, man, to, I would just dread that morning, and you know the next morning. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, I talked at
1: to, it, and I'm like, I'm sorry.
0: No, no, no. I, uh, I, I talk to other people, and, and they've they've been good for a long time, and then they they relapse. And my biggest thing I feel for them is is sympathy, because I can't imagine what that next day must have felt like.
1: Right. And that's where I look at it, man. I'm like, I look back, and I'm like. First of all, the money, the money I poured into that, man, yeah. especially like the last five years of my drinking, I calculated I could have bought a brand new F-250 diesel Lariat cash, <laughs> yeah. cash sitting yeah. in my driveway. You know, I'm yeah. like, what, what, what did I do? What good did I do? You know? Right. And if right. I had relapsed, man, I think in the back of my head, it's like, I think that would hurt me more now. To relapse than the whole initial thing, like I think for seeing all the work I've done, for me to have a drink, I think it would kill me. I, it, it would hurt me bad to, yeah, to do. Yeah. You know. yeah, yeah, I hear you.
0: Uh, hey, I want to talk. Right, so let's get in this hip thing, man, because it's just to me another example of of you facing one of you know an issue and and then just motoring through it and. and what appears to me to be doing just an amazing job at it. So how long ago did you get that, the first hip taken care of?
1: Uh, I got the left one done December 4th of 19. So six, about six months ago. Um, and that's when I, I'd never been on social media and I was sitting around in January like, Oh, you know, what am I doing here? You know, reading mm-hmm. books. And then I was like, well, my wife's always like, oh, you'll never get on Facebook or something. So I was like, yeah, you're right. I got on Instagram today. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's you know, and That's when I started just, you know, just mostly for hunting stuff and, you know, seeing what people were doing and other ideas and that type of thing. And then I was like, man, maybe I can use this, you know, to help other people in other ways. When I, I sent Jordan at Mount Ops, he's the vice president of the Jordan Harbertson. I sent him a picture of my transformation with the two pictures of me that you've seen Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, buddy, I just want to thank you for your products. You know, just off the cuff sent him a um, a private message and, um, you know, thank you for helping me along my journey. You know, this is what I've used along with a lot of exercise and diet, you know? Um, and he fired it up and sent it on Instagram and sent it on his story. And I had all sorts of people looking at it and this and that. And, um, which kind of was like, Whoa, this is kind of cool. Like, I can help other people. And then I had people contacting me like, Hey, what'd you do? You know? And then about the sobriety thing too. Once I posted that, my three year sobriety, I had people like, Hey man, like, you know, I'm, I think I'm going down that same path. Like what happened? So I've helped a handful of people in different things. I had a guy yesterday with me posting my hip thing. Um, Reached out to me, said, "Hey, I'm 39. I need a total hip replacement." You know, and I kind of, you know, I said, "Hey, you, anytime you got any questions, buddy, reach out to me. I'd be more yeah. than happy to, you know, answer your questions." I said, "I had a great surgeon. Did both of mine. No problems." You know, you know, God willing, he, you get the same treatment because I mean, my my mobility is phenomenal. Like I woke up from my first surgery, my left hip, man, I had had dealing with so much grinding bone pain for probably a year. Um, just awful pain when I woke up from that surgery, man. It was gone. Wow. First one was that he 45 minutes he took, did the whole hip, left one. My wife went to get a cup of coffee in the waiting room. He came out, my in laws were there, and they were like, What you're done? 45 minutes done. Amazing. I walked out of the hospital two hours later. Wow. Yeah. I mean, with a walker, of course, but you know, I mean, I walked out. So, um, yeah, and that's it. I mean, that's. With,
0: that's a serious, I mean, just from the things you posted on there to see those, yeah. those pieces of metal in there, that's legit. Right. I mean, that's like not a little surgery.
1: No, no. it And it's don't ever watch it. I watched that sucker on YouTube, man, the surgery, how it's done before I had it done. And I was like, I was freaking out, man. I was like, this is awful, man. This guy's getting pounded with a sledgehammer putting this thing in. (laughs) Like, Well, well, maybe I shouldn't have watched that, but no, great surgeon. Everything went according to plan, my rehab. And see, what I did beforehand, I I always – I mean, I go to the gym every day, but I did specifically – doubled my leg workouts three months prior to both surgeries just to get as much muscle on there as possible, have them in as best shape as possible so the recovery would be – easy, easier, yeah. you know? Yeah.
0: Hey, can you imagine um, going, th- can you imagine going through this surgery, uh, being 350 pounds and drinking?
1: They wouldn't have done every, it. They wouldn't you know? have done it. He said, he's like, you wouldn't, we wouldn't have done it. And he said my, if, even if I was bigger, my scars on my legs, I mean, he would have had to do it on the side, which would have been like 16, uh, 12, 16 inch cut compared cut. to like the eight inch on the back recovery would have been awful i'm sure um but yeah it's 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 incredible and and it has to do with my age man i'm 40 i just turned 41 in this past january man i mean i'm not your typical candidate to get a double hip replacement by any means but it's great that i can get it done now because my my life is I'm um, this young in my life and without to be pain free and to do what I want to do back to normal is is gonna be great, man. I mean I'm I'm so looking forward to it and being able to do more. Like we go hike we live I live down from the Appalachian Trail like fifteen minutes, man, and it's it's there's some awesome hiking there. And you know, my wife's like, Yeah, when you're back to you know, a hundred percent we can, you know, we can go hiking every weekend with the kids and this and that and just get outdoors more than I have been in the last year, you know. Mm. But Yeah,
0: looking forward to it. So I know, you know, I've I've seen from your posts, um, that, that the Mount Ops guys have, have, uh, supported you along the way and you've certainly, you know, used their products. They put you out on social media, but that's not the, that's not the only person in the hunting fitness community that has taken interest in your story. Um, you, you and I talked yesterday, uh, who put you up on their story yesterday?
1: Yeah, good old Cameron Haynes put yep. me up on their story about my, had my, um, did some rehab yesterday, posted a picture of me on the fitness, but on the assault bike because I can't run. And I probably won't run much ever again just to take care of the, the prosthetics in my legs because 25 years are probably going to be done. I'm probably going to get, need to get them again when I'm 65, which is kind of worrisome, but... Mm. 25 years just think about what they'll be able to do then yeah. Um, but yeah Aaron Haynes posted me up there he posted it before on my sobriety and my weight loss too and he's a I love his mantra man him you know what he does what he does he is such a motivation motivating factor to a lot of people and since I got on on Instagram in January I've heard of him before and um, but when I started following him in uh, in January man he's such a such a great dude that what he does for the social media community. And, you know, it's, it's awesome, man. I was, I was very impressed when I saw mine up there. I was, had a big smile on my face, was very blown away that he would, you know, put that up there with me. Um, and it's actually, I've had a lot of people hit my page, I think because of him, but, um, yeah. great dude, man.
0: So, so we talked yesterday because this whole Cameron Haynes thing, uh, it's been a weird phenomenon for, for both of us cause, Um, I was fortunate enough to uh, interview uh, Taylor Spike, and that was the last episode. And the entire time during the interview, uh, after the interview, I mean, I didn't find out until probably a week later that his brother was Cameron Haynes. Now, you and I had already set this thing up. We knew that this was what was going to go down. Um, Right. and, And then I find out... And I don't have a ton of friends on on social media where I I interact with, but I knew you would probably know who he is because we follow the same people. Um, And I said, hey, I was on vacation and I hit you. I'm like, dude, uh, Taylor Taylor Spike is Cameron Haynes' brother. And you're like, ah, no shit, man, that's pretty cool. And then come to find out, yesterday, Cameron Haynes throws you up on his thing. And uh I don't know, man, I don't know what alternate universe we're in. But it, the whole thing just seemed awfully strange that the day before we're, we're, we're sitting down here and doing this today. So it is pretty crazy.
1: And then he posted a picture of him and Taylor as kids. Yes. Up there right after my picture, which I was like, I thought that was even more quirky, man. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Just how
0: yeah. So, uh, yeah, very strange. So anyone who wants to check out his brother too, check out the, uh, the last episode, uh, with Taylor spike, man, that's, that, that was one of the most moving conversations I've been part of. So, uh, so what's next for you, man? What, what, what plans do you have now? Once those hips are up and you're, you're hiking, um, you got anything you're shooting for any, any plans?
1: Um, I'm trying to get together an Elkhart for this, this fall. Actually, we, this should have been the 10th year my dad my brother and i go out to colorado and hunt and my brother's having his first kid end of october so congratulations to him um but my elk hunts canceled with them this year so (laughs) i'm trying to set something up um for myself i got a buddy in montana it's got some land and stuff so we'll we'll see what happens but yeah i'm i'm looking forward to getting back um 100 percent and take my time and make sure it's right because I I don't want to like right now I'm in the window of easy. The dislocation factor is easy, which is frightening me. And, um, it's about the first 90 days where that sucker can just pop out Mm. for certain movements and stuff. So I just, you know, it's like I said, taking it easy and, um, looking back, back, you know, can't wait to get back in the gym once this is,
0: Good to go, man. I mean, it's. So that I I, uh, interviewed a a guy named Robert Swan. He was a, uh, it's a polar explorer and he had the same surgery and he was on. Yeah. He was on one of his expeditions when his popped out. Um, Bad place for it to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I asked the doctor, I said, Hey man, if this thing comes out, and he's like, Oh, you're gonna know it, man. He's like, it's gonna be the worst thing you've ever felt. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And, um, yeah, well, not hoping for that.
0: Hey, you know, you mentioned people reaching out to you, uh, and, and it's it's been happening to me some too. And I I gotta be honest with you, there is nothing that fuels me more than hearing other people uh say, Hey, this is this has helped me. This has been a huge influence in me. Um, I'm reaching out to you. I need some help. Uh, just tell me about your journey. And, and, you know, there's a sense of pride when, when you've changed your life around. I mean, you've literally done a 180 and, and, and transformed your life. Uh, right. But even more than that, when other people, when you start transforming other people's lives through that, dude, that's the most inspirational thing in the world.
1: It is, and what I tell people when I quit drinking, that was the hardest thing I've ever done, hands down. And once that was accomplished, man, everything else was easy. Not was easier. Everything fell into place and just was easier. It was like I can do this, bam. You know, and I used to sit on the sideline and kind of sit back and not. You know, avoid confrontation and avoid pushing myself. And but now it's I feed off of that, man. I feed off adversity, man. If you say I can't do it, I'm like, yeah, screw you. I can't do it. I, I've done this. You kidding me, man? This, that's nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, that's been that's been and, a really I, com- that's been a really common theme with with people I've had on is, uh, if if you you don't want if you want something, you know, the, the worst thing you can say to them is, hey, you can't do this uh right. and, you know and you know you you mentioned something before about hey this is just another challenge and, and and another thing i've really seen is 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 people that don't have that victim mentality um because when you see other people doing good and like you said you would watch these people and you'd wish that they wouldn't do like, I, I mean i I'm, I'm i'm victim to that all the time like hey this guy he had it he's different than me he had it easier uh no he didn't no He didn't have any easier. He could have drank just like you did. He could have done all of these things just like you. Uh, So if if you're going to play victim and have excuses, then dude, you are, you are going to be in the same place you are in right now.
1: Right. Right. And I have a couple people that have reached out to me, like I said on Instagram, and I keep it in. I have it written down in a notebook these people and I follow up with a man like a couple of weeks. I'm like, Hey bud, how you doing? You know, just checking on me and they appreciate that. And I appreciate seeing them like there's one guy um, he's on the weight loss journey and um, he's actually got a hip problem too. And he's mid, I think mid forties has a couple kids and he's down like 30 pounds now since I talked to him like three months ago, man. And great. He's doing awesome. You know, I checked on I talked to him the other day. And phenomenal, man! And he was so happy. I reached out to him to check on him and see how he was doing, man. And I I love that, man. I love seeing other people, you know, make that life change to better themselves. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's you know, it it re inspires me to keep going harder. You know, Um,
0: 100 percent, one hundred percent, man. And sometimes you need that because just like anything, there is ups and downs, Um, right? Is there a time throughout this process? Now, I, I, like you said, you had said, I never relapse. Was there a time that you found yourself falling back into, uh, certain things in your life that, that if you, if you had continued may lead to that. And what, 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 what I'm trying to say is for me, I had a default mode and my default mode, I have to fight it because it, it comes, it's, I call it default mode for a reason because it comes very natural to me. And that that default mode in in can be very self-destructive. Um so I have to fu- I have to fight that and I, and I the further I get away from drinking, the more I can recognize when I'm starting to get into those darker places. Uh, I don't know if you, you you've had the same experience.
1: Um I had on a fit more on a fitness level than on a sobriety level, I think. Like yeah, I was yeah. hitting the gym hard for 5:30 AM, hour and a half every morning for I don't know two years, and that's when I start when I got injured and I I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I kind of was falling back, and it kind it it really I mean mentally, man, it, it put a it put a hurting on me. Man, I was like, man, I I can't do because I did a lot of CrossFit mm. in that in that two year period, and I lifted heavy and probably did stuff I shouldn't do because I'm 41 and I'm not going to ever be like rich froning <laughs> so right, like, right, right. you know um but just in trying to compete with these 20 year olds that you know i'm 20 years older than i'm there whipping my ass
0: yeah
1: um in the gym but when i got that injury i think that that kind of put a hurt on me the most but once i got it fixed man i tell you what man the sky's the limit once i see how well everything went with it it brought everything right back to to square one. So hmm. yeah, I, I mean, it's so the sobriety wise though. i never really, really had that. It, once it was gone, once that six, first six months I think was up, it was like swept gone, man. It yeah. was, it, it was luckily for me, I, I, you know, like I said, it, it was, it was gone. Now, I got some, it's, I know you're into the, um, athletic beer. I am. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I got yeah, a buddy I'm, that's an ambassador for that too. And my wife's kind of like sketchy about it. Cause she's like, Oh, if you drink that, it's, it might make you fall back into the hole and this and that. And, you know, I, I haven't really gone there yet just cause of that. I think yeah. I'm kind of in the back of my head. I'm like, man, do I really want to taste that? Do I, do, is it going to push me over the edge?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I had the same conversation and the same worries from my wife. Um, she was really concerned about it, that it was going to be a trigger that, 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 um, but you know, everyone's, like I said, everyone's different. And right. the, the the most important thing you can do is have an honest conversation with yourself and you can say, Hey, I'm having this honest conversation with myself to your wife or to the world or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know what your motivation is. And, uh, I had to ask myself that without a doubt, because I like, I like good beer. I like, for me, that was, you know, like a craft beer. And I, I remember taking the first time taking a sip of it and wondering, Hey, I really enjoy this. Is it, be, is it connected to the fact that, um, uh, my brain is going to relax and feel really good in, in five or 10 minutes. And you know, what's funny about it is you'll ha- I would have two, and I would just be like, "All right, I'm I'm good," uh, because I wasn't getting that other thing from, from it, you know. Right. I'll, I'll, right. So, uh, but it can, for some people, it can be slippery slope. There's no doubt. Uh, right. It, it's been it's been really beneficial for me in social circles, um, just because. Not that I, I I mean I I get nothing but pride about not not drinking alcohol, but I do get sick of explaining it at times.
1: Right,
0: I'm with you, so it to me it's it's a way uh, it's a way to to enjoy myself, still have that that taste and and huge shout shout out to athletic brewing they've been um they've actually been a pretty important thing along my journey um through sobriety and and I know that's not their goal, uh, and I know I'm probably not even uh, the demographic that they're exactly looking for as far as, you know, hey, people trying, but, but they've been huge for me. Um, but right. yeah, I, I get it, man. And you know, the funny thing is both of our wives, they just, they got our best interest in mind. So I got nothing. About, yeah. I got nothing, but like love for it, for, for them even worrying about that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, listen, is is there anything you read on a regular basis? Is there like what, what, other than Cameron Haynes, what, what is some of your, what are some of the things you look up to for, for motivation, for, um, just ideas to, to live your best life?
1: Um, motivation wise, I really look in the mirror, man. I, and that's the thing it's, you know, I find myself, I'm a self motivator. Mm. Um, and I look at those pictures, man, I, I look at what I've done and that, it, it's funny because I've, I, there's some people I hadn't seen in years that I ran into and they didn't know who I was.
0: Yeah.
1: I just started talking to them like, Hey, what's going on? And they were like, and about 10 minutes later, they came back out and were like, Rob, what, what happened? are you sick? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm the far, <laughs> farthest from it, buddy. Like <laughs> no, I'm cured. That's it. I'm cured. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and it's a whole, it's like my little boy, you know, he's, if he gets scared of something, I tell him it's all right to be scared, buddy, but don't let the fear stop you from doing what you want to do, yeah. you know? And, and that's what I look at and look at in the mirror, like I said, in some of those old photos. And I'm like, you know what? That guy's gone, man. I am never going back there. It's never going to happen. My life right now is the best it's ever been. Wow. You know, my family life, my wife, my job. I mean, I was always good at my job, but now it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's bumped up even better, you know? And (sighs) Yeah. I just look at, I look at my life in the last three years is really my motivating factor. Like you said, I, there's some people I look up to on, you know, social media and this and that, but at the end of the day, I, I really look at myself and say, Hey man, I'm proud of what I've done. You know, you know, self-made man doing that. So
0: yeah. Like yeah. When you're, you know, you can be good at, at um, you can be good at your job and, and you know, like I, I always felt like I was a good father. I always felt like I was good at my job. And I you know, I even struggle sometimes getting on here uh and and telling my story because mine wasn't it wasn't like this nightmare that a lot of people have. You know, I still show like you, I showed up for work every day. You know, I showed right. I, and I and I did my job and it never interfered. And I didn't have a lot of the same ramifications that other people have have had on their journey. Um right. but but do I believe it would still be a matter of life or death? Yes. And do I still believe that it con it could it cost me some of the biggest, most important things in my life one hundred percent you know what i mean because when you're when you're feeling like crap about yourself and uh, you know there's a reason you're for me that i that I would eat like crap that i would that I would drink it, it, you feel like you feel like shit about yourself uh, right. and you you that 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 will always rub off on the people around you um with, without a doubt so you one hundred percent will be better at everything. You know, you're, no, you're going to be a, a better dad, a better husband, better at work just cuz you're just you're better to yourself, man. And that's that's a that's an important thing.
1: True statement.
0: Cool, brother. Listen, hey, do you have anything uh any any shout-outs you want to give, anything uh you want to promote? Um like I said, we're going to have we're going to have your Instagram thing on here also.
1: Um I mean, I just, you know, like I said, Jordan Harbison and Mount Knox has been an awesome role model for me you know, when I started social media, you know, looking up to him and their company, they're a great company, clean products. They do, you know, they do a great job at what they do, man. And, and, you know, I'm not sponsored by them. They don't give me anything. I, you know, but I love their products, man. They're, they're good, a good, wholesome company to deal with. And, um, yeah, you know, they, they've helped me away and I'll always, you know, I'll always take their supplements and I've had for the last three years that have helped me along my way. And you know and you got to do the work too. You can't just take a meal replacement and sit on the couch, man, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's not going to work. But, um, yeah, yeah. And I really appreciate you having me on to, you know, if I can help anybody, if anyone ever wants to reach out to me on Instagram and send me a message and, you know, has specific questions, I'd be more than happy to help, help answer them. And, you know, I'm an open book, man. I'm, I'm not scared of, you know, what I went through was what I went through and, So be it, man. If it, if it helps the next guy down the road or girl down the road, that's starting out their journey, either way, weight loss, you know, um, sobriety or whatever, you know, if it's something I can help them with, man, I will. So.
0: Rob, you've been a, uh, like I said, in the beginning, you've been a huge supporter of this. Um, I'm, Dude, I'm, I'm really stoked that we, we we made this happen and I really enjoyed just our interaction with each other, not just on this, but on social media leading up to this. So I'm excited to see where you're going with it. I mean, I, I, I see some big things coming for you, man, and uh, I'm excited to watch your journey and uh, let's make this happen again sometime.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. I appreciate
0: it, JT. All right, brother. All right. Have a good day. You too. Everybody, that's wrap. Like always, thanks again for checking this out. This show is brought to you by the team here at Consequence of Habit and is an arm of our 501c3 nonprofit. The show is produced and edited by the one and only Anthony Palmer. And is part of the Palm Tree Pod Company Network of Podcasts. That's it. I'll catch you guys next week.